What's going on, everybody? My name is Stephen Coons, and welcome to the Everyday Pursuit Podcast. If you are new to listening, I want to tell you what this podcast is all about. And if you have been listening, then just bear with me for this boring intro. No, I'm kidding. Um, so basically, I started this podcast because we own a company, or I own a company, um, Pursue Health and Performance. And what we are is we are a veteran-owned fitness company. We do custom coaching and training. When I say coaching, I mean like exercise programming and a nutrition coaching uh, for veterans, first responders, and medical professionals. Currently, we are training clients in almost every state. Once we get to 50 states, it's going to be a really good day. I've been with like 40-something states. I'm not counting every day. Um, we're growing every day, and we've helped a lot of people transform. In fact, over the last couple of years, we've had about 500-ish transformations um, some really awesome ones. We've had people lose over 60 pounds in our program. Um, and we're actually, I've had a lot of uh, positive feedback. I think right now we have about 115 five-star reviews on Google. And a lot of that is accredited to the coaches. So not even me, <laughs> I run the operation, but we have really, really, really experienced uh, coaches that give a shit, basically. They really actually care uh, about their clients and they care about what they do and they like what they do. Like, I wanna give you guys a better perspective too, and this isn't a business episode whatsoever, but if you are a manager or you manage anything or any type of like leader, if you can get people to enjoy what they do, they put in a better effort. There's some intangibles that I think some business owners miss. Um, sometimes they're like, oh, well, th this pay and this pay and this pay. But what about the client internally loving what they do? Do you think they're gonna perform better? Do you think you're gonna go the extra mile? And in, in, in what we do, it's really important. If Mike, I don't know every aspect of what my coaches are doing. If they're gonna send an extra link or get on a call or go the extra mile with the client, don't you think I want that? Yes. So I make sure my coaches are extremely happy, they get paid well, they love their job because I know that it's gonna be a better experience for the client. And there's proof that it's been a good experience because you guys have left us really, really good reviews and we have good transformations and I feel blessed. I do, I feel very blessed. Like, thank God every night uh, for, for what we have. All right, so now I'm diving in. This is gonna be about the breakfast and the foods that I eat to stay lean. Now, before I dive in, I'm on a bulk right now. I am not as lean. In fact, my body fat's probably a little bit higher than it's been in a while. I'm probably at like 12%, anywhere, anywhere from 11 to 12%, and you might be like, dude, screw you. I would kill for that. Um, but I'm usually at like nine to 10. And for somebody my size, I'm like 5'10", 175-ish pounds, probably like a, a fluctuation between 170 and 180 usually. I don't ever usually get as low to 170, but if I was at like 8.5% body fat right now, I'd probably be like 170, okay? So I'm doing a bulk. I like to get to about 195. Um, I've never, ever, 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 and I've tried, but I've never actually stuck to a bulk long enough. We'll see if I'm going to this time. Um, mentally, it's very challenging, and I know we're not talking about bulking, we're talking about staying lean, but this will give you a little backstory. The reason that I wanna bulk is because I've hit like a, a capacity. Like I, I can't really get any bigger unless I wanna take like TRT or um, just any performance enhancing drug or steroid. And I'm a natural athlete, I don't take anything. Trend, D-ball, DECA, test, I don't take anything. Literally, don't even take creatine right now, okay? just because it's a personal preference. I don't like how it makes me feel or look. Um, but it's really hard for me to put on muscle. I have to do it like old school way. <laughs> Eat the macros, lift. And once you get to a certain, like, once you get to a certain uh, like maturity and training, 
you, you can't grow anymore. Like I've hit my peak physique. I mean, you can, but it's so incremental and I'm basically been there. Um, could I get bigger? Sure, but a lot of people are like, well, lift more and just exercise more. You can't, you, like injuries happen, some things like that, which I'm not gonna get too much into. But before this bulk, I've been very lean. I've had abs, generally a six pack, okay? Four to six pack, usually six. You can see beautifully laid out six abs for years. Um, probably, I mean, I, I had like abs in 2011 when I joined the military. It was like a two to four pack. Like I was fit. I was very muscular, but I didn't look like shredded. And then probably when I got out of the military in 2015, I cut out drinking for six months, which used to be my biggest downfall. And I said, you know what? I am just, I'm going to really just dial in my nutrition. I'm going to cut out the bad habits. Um, and then I ended up doing my first photo shoot and got in really good shape. Now, the reason I'm telling you all that is because I had to experiment with like nutrition primarily, right? Cutting out drinking is 100% to do with nutrition um, of like, how can I not hate my life and be ripped? Because I think there's, a, there's two sides. There's the people that are super lean and ripped. And by the way, and this isn't, I hate to even say this right now, like I'm a little bit mad at myself from bringing it up, but I have to. A lot of people you see on Instagram are on shit. I just want to be like super just transparent with that. They're on stuff. They tell you they're not on stuff. I've been in this industry long enough where I'm pretty confident of judging a natural and non-natural physique, but I'm not the natty police, okay? Um, the reason I tell you guys that I'm natural is because I want to be honest with you guys, you know? And it, I get it. Like, I, this shouldn't even be something that I... I talk about because I feel like when I talk about it people are like oh only non-natty say they're natty no I mean as we grow and people may wonder like does coach Stefan take stuff like does he's super lean but no dude I've done it the old school way so it's been very 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 challenging um very challenging and I have been I, I would be lying if I said I haven't been tempted to at least take some stuff because it's easier but if you're not on performance enhancing drugs, I want to talk to you, right? If you're not on steroids or Trenodeca, now if you're on TRT from your doctor or whatever, we can have this conversation because this will matter a little bit to you. And the reason to preface this, I'm saying it doesn't matter as much when you're on that stuff is nutritionally, you can get away with so, 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 so much more if you're on clenbuterol and all these other things. And if I'm just talking mumbo jumbo to you and you have no idea, don't worry. They're just things that like bodybuilders and people that want to get physiques lit take. And, um, whether you think it's cheating or not, it's their own person's body. They're going to have to deal with the consequences. Hopefully nothing bad happens to them, but I just choose not to do it. And nutrition is different for people that are natty. Like it's a hundred percent different. And that's why I'm, I'm prefacing this. So let's just say you're natty. When I look at the way that I eat, I know that I'll give you like a rough macro. So you guys understand I'm probably right at about 25 to 2,700 calories, give or take. Now I, I've said this in other episodes, so I'll say it again for if you're new. I don't really track my macros that much. And we have an episode, I don't know how many episodes it was, it's called, um, like, oh God, I wish I, I should have wrote it down before, but it's on nutritional constructs. Scroll through and you'll see it's like fitness influ or fitness coaches don't, or what fitness coaches aren't telling you about nutrition or whatever, something like that. And I talk about nutritional constructs and to let you know, a nutritional construct is basically like, it's not a diet. It's not a macros. It's like just a set of rules. So I guess it's the closest to a diet, right? Like keto is like 
well, it's not a diet, it's a way of eating and there's these rules. Yeah, but it's, it's a diet because it's super restrictive. A nutritional construct is basically how smart fit people eat regardless of, of what, like, I mean, usually it's not a diet. So I'll give you an example. I have some like general rules that I follow because I can't just eat aimlessly. Like if I'm just like, oh, I eat this and I feel like this, I'm never gonna have good results, right? How do I stay lean all year, right, and have abs? I follow constructs, which means every morning I eat generally the same breakfast. Now you might ask, Coach Stefan, why the heck do you follow that construct? Why, why does that matter to you nutritionally? Well, I'll tell you why. I used to not eat the same breakfast. I used to be like, oh, do I feel like a muffin or a donut or maybe I'm not eating today, blah, blah, blah. And I felt like every day it was hard for me to hit my macros. Like, I know you said you don't track them. Well, I do, I just don't like write them down in an app. Why? Because I did it for years and years and years and years. And right now I feel like I don't need to. Would I have a better physique if I did track my food and weighed it out every day? Yes, absolutely. But I already have a pretty good physique, so I feel like I don't need to do the extra effort. I'm okay with how I look. You probably are still trying to improve your physique, so you need to track your food, in my opinion. But if you're not going to, or if you're going to, and this is the cool thing about a construct. A construct says if you're tracking macros or you're not tracking macros, it still applies, which is really cool. So basically, it's just like you have rules. So one of my, my construct is I'm gonna eat like the same breakfast every day within breakfast, and, and it's a rule with flexibility. I'm gonna have 50 to 70 grams of protein. I probably do usually want a little bit of carbs and fat. So I have carbs, fats, protein. Those can kind of be loose depending on like what time I train or what I'm doing with the rest of my day. Um, but 50 to 70 grams of protein, regardless. Because I need to hit my protein goal whether I'm resting, training, or active recovery day, or it doesn't matter, okay? I need to hit my protein goal. So that's why I designed it like that. Now, if I'm gonna go, if I'm eating breakfast at six and I'm lifting at nine, I'm gonna have some carbs and some fats. I'm gonna have a lot of meals. If I'm eating two hours before, maybe some just some carbs and protein because you kind of want to stay away from fats pre-workout and post-workout around you know, two hours each direction is the most optimal. It's not totally necessary, but it's the most optimal uh, for just muscle growth and metabolism. If you didn't know that, now you know. There's your coaching tip. Um, but I decided that if I could just find like one or two breakfasts that I like that I could manipulate a little bit um, then I, I take the thought out of it because I think people fail nutritionally because they're like, oh, I don't know, or I didn't plan. Or well, what if you didn't have to do any planning? And you might say, well, I'll just follow a meal plan. Terrible, 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 terrible idea because a meal plan is not a nutritional construct. It's you have to eat this exact thing and this exact amount and I'm just gonna fish for you. I'm not gonna teach you how to fish, right? Like I'm just gonna tell you what to do and you don't even know why I'm telling you it. If you do it, will you get good results? Sure, but then you leave the coach or the trainer and you're like, I don't even know what a macro is. I don't know how to, what do I do when I go out to eat? What do I do when I go to vacation? What do I do when I go to this wedding? Yeah, well, you don't know because you just followed directions really good. You didn't learn, okay? So a nutritional construct also gets you to learn about yourself. So, I mean, this isn't just about nutritional constructs, but the same breakfast every day and how I stay lean is through that. So I decided this is literally what I eat. I eat five eggs, sometimes six. Bear with me, don't judge me. Um, two to three yolks, so the rest are whites. And you might say, well, why don't you just got eggs and egg whites? Well, I think the egg whites are just like bad quality and I buy cage-free, really good eggs at natural grocers. They used to be like $2 a piece. Now they're like three or four, but they're Blue, blue Sky Farms. Uh, I've been getting them for years. I eat a lot of eggs, right? Like almost a half a carton a day. And that's like my breakfast. I also really like the uh, good cholesterol and the egg yolk. I just, I feel good eating it. Like I feel full. And then I have a bowl of oat bran. Yes, oat bran, not oatmeal. 
Uh, the difference is it's a little more fiber. And if you have ever had oat bran, it's the bran, like I think it's spelled B-R-A-N. It's the bran of the oat, which is just the center of it. So it is a little more nutritious, uh, a little more vitamins, I think more folic acid, a little more pro on the macro scale, a little more fiber, a little more protein. And I think it fills you up a little more. I mean, oatmeal is fine. If you do oatmeal, like I'm not judging you. Sorry, there's an itch on my foot. Um, <laughs> Mid-podcast, I have an itchy foot. Don't judge me. And uh, lost my train of thought now. Oh yeah, oat bran. So I eat oat bran. And also the reason I do it is because I put in protein powder. Now the kind I use is from First Form. Been using it for years. A lot of our clients use it. I love it. Uh, Formula One Naturals. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll link the, the protein that I do in the show notes. Um, if you want to order some, I, look, and I, this is a plug, but it's also like, I legitimately think it's the best protein out there. Um, the reason I do it too, it's a, a low temperature processed whey protein isolate. I really, really, really like it, like a lot. Uh, it's not too sweet. I used to buy this stuff from Costco and I'd like have it in my protein and just like, so tastes like so much artificial sweetener. Uh, this doesn't have a lot of fillers. And it, it mixes actually really well with oat bran. Oatmeal, it can kind of get chunky, like when you mix it in with the water, because you're not like whisking it, right? Or it's like shaking it in a blender bottle. Um, you're just, you know, mixing it in. And so I do that with some fruit. So my, generally I'm having like 10 to 15 grams of fat. I'm having about, and sometimes I'll do a scoop and a half of protein. So that would be like 60-ish grams of protein. Um, and then around 25 to 30 carbs whatever those calories are, I'm not gonna do the math right now. And that's generally what I have every day. And here's the beauty of it. Before, like let's say I ate that like right when I woke up, right? And then I ate at six and I lifted at nine and then I came and ate my lunch at like 11. And then let's say for lunch I had uh, 50 grams of protein. That means it's not even noon yet, okay? It's not even noon yet and I've had 100 to 120 grams of protein. Do you think it's easy for me to hit my protein goal? Yes, I never struggle, ever. And there's a lot of clients that we work with that continuously struggle to hit their protein goal. That blows my mind. But it doesn't really blow my mind because I know because I'm a coach and educated. I'm like, I know why you're not hitting your protein goal. Let me break it down. You're not hitting your protein goal because in the morning you had eight grams of protein and because you had the bar that said high in protein, which don't ever listen to nutritional marketing from these brands. They don't, no. High protein, eight grams, no. High protein's like 20 to 30 grams, okay? so. You know, or they'll go, uh, some of the women we train, men too, but women will be like, I had my, my cottage cheese and my protein yogurt. And it actually is quite a bit of protein. It's like four, 35 grams in the morning. I'm like, dude, that's actually really good for breakfast. Like, good job. But then, you know, especially with the nurses, they're like, I ate that in the morning, but then I didn't eat all day. And I came home and I had a big steak uh, or a, 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 two, a, chicken a chicken breast and a half. And I got in a lot of protein today. I go, okay, well, how, many protein, how much protein do you need to get in, right? you probably need to get in 150 grams of protein. And if you're a woman and you're like, oh my God, that's so much. This person is 175 pounds. They wanna be 150 pounds and they're on a cut. They need to eat around 140 to 150 grams of protein as a female. Yes, been doing this for a long time. So she had 35 grams in the morning. She thinks she's doing well, I think so. But she didn't eat all day because she's a nurse and her charge uh, nurse didn't give her lunch. Uh, maybe if she, even if she ate some stuff, she's probably not gonna eat a chicken breast, right? It's gonna be like, Oh, I snacked off some carrots and hummus, like generally very low protein or no protein. And then she had a chicken breast and a half. Let's say it's 50 grams of protein. She's at 85. And then she's, she eats her big dinner and she goes to bed. You hit half of your daily protein. Congratulations, you fail. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Now, now we're battling it, right? Like, well, how the heck is a nurse supposed to get in that much protein? Well, it's actually pretty easy. 
I mean, it's, it seems like a lot of protein, but it can be easy because in 2023, we have a lot of supplementation. She could have sat there and said, I'm gonna do my whatever, and then I'm also gonna do a protein shake. Doesn't have to be dairy if you can't have that much dairy. Um, she could have done eggs. And some people go, well, I'm not hungry in the morning. Well, you either have to eat when you're not hungry, especially if you're not gonna eat for 12 hours, you're basically intermittent fasting midday. Okay, like, I mean, it's only a 12 hour intermittent fast, but still more like 14 with drive time as a, as a shift worker, you know, specifically a nurse. Um, but like, you gotta eat a big ass meal. You're only eating two meals, you have to eat a big meal. And that means if you are trying to hit 150 grams of protein, you need 75 and 75. Seems like a lot, right? Well, for this person, they could have done a scoop and a half of protein, that's like 30 grams, okay, we're ish. So 65 grams of protein, and then she could have the chicken breast, and then another scoop and a half of protein. Problem solved. Is that optimal? Probably not, right? I mean, like 75 grams of protein at once, some people might say, oh, your body can't process it effectively, blah, blah, blah. It, I promise you it can, it's all relative. It is probably more optimal to spread out your protein just because amino acid breakdown and protein assimilation. But I've, I, I promise you, like I, I've gone months with like couple small, like a couple, not small, a couple big meals a day and that's it. And my muscle didn't change at all. That's a, I'm telling you right now. And you can read literature and data and blah, 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 blah. But this isn't done in a Petri dish. This is done in real life. And I've worked with a lot of clients that have done intermittent fasting, one, usually two big meals a day Get, literally, we took a body scan, which is a scientific medical tool to, to measure their body fat and their muscle mass and all that stuff. And doing that, eating like a, I have this one client that ate a 90 grams of protein in the morning, and then we eat like 60 to 75 grams at night. And it was like a 12 hour difference. This dude gained muscle, like substantial muscle, like over six months, six or seven pounds of muscle. Um, and drop the body fat in that same time. He was newer, so his body's more adaptable, uh, but still, proof right there, okay? Um, so again, backloading, or sorry, front-loading your protein is probably the most important thing to do. If you wanna know what that is, that's literally what I just described, front-load, right? You load it towards the front of the day, which means you're going to get in most of your protein in the beginning of the day. Now, if you're an overeater, you're going to get in a lot of your carbs in the later day, which is what I like to do. Cause guess what guys, last night I told my wife, make me your famous homemade popcorn. She like takes these like organic tri-blend kernels with avocado oil and the sea salt. Oh, mm. a lot of carbs, right? Just eating this like big ass bowl of popcorn at night. Cause I'm a nighttime snacker. So guess where I save a lot of my carbs? Night. I do have carbs pre-workout. So I work out intensely. I do have carbs post-workout. Well, why? Well because I, you're always supposed to have carbs post-workout. I don't wanna be lightheaded. I'm trying to recover my body. But then the rest of the day, I'm snacking on like fruits and veggies. I'm not having like pastas and breads and things like that, or like generally like sweet, like super high glycemic index fruit. So I'm not having like pineapples or bananas. I kind of keep those pre-post-workout uh, generally. So I'm, I'm having low glycemic index food, so food that doesn't spike your blood sugar that much, okay? And I'm saving a lot of my like junky stuff for the night. And I, it kills me when people go, it's the nighttime snacking that's making you fat. No, it's not, you're overeating. You just happen to overeat at night. But what if you, what if you were smart? And what if you saved a lot of your calories for the night? I mean, it's like this, I love, the, I love money analogies. Imagine I'm like, you have $1,000 to spend during the day. And every day that $1,000 resets. Okay, this is just pretend $1,000 equals you being even on a calorie deficit. So let's say you're trying to lose weight. You have $1,000 and you're, you have to go shopping all day. And you can choose though, like 
you can, you can shop at this store, you can shop at this store, you can shop a little bit here and a little bit there, or you can do all your shopping here and all your shopping there, but at the end of the day, you don't have to, but you're supposed to spend the $1,000. Well, if you spend it all in the morning, you don't have any left to spend at night. But if you're smart and you spend a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there, and then at night you go on this shopping spree and you have like 800 bucks left and you can go ham, you still spend $1,000. And that's how carbs are because a lot of people are spending them throughout the day arbitrarily, you know, this snack bar here and this thing here, and oh, I had this drink that had 15 grams of sugar and 16 grams of carbs and they didn't realize, oh, and I got the Starbucks, but it's only 180 calories, yeah, of pure carbs and sugar and that and that and that. And then they, at night, they get hungry and they, they tell themselves, well, all the Pinterest things and all the trainers say, don't snack at night, no food after 5 p.m. Excuse my language, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It's not true. I snack every night. I also eat generally within two hours of going to bed. It's not a big, big meal. Like last night, I had a steak a little too late and it actually did affect my sleep quality because it was a big, big, big meal. Your body will heat up. You'll be hot when you sleep and your core temperature, your body needs to drop. So not recommended. But sometimes I'll snack on some fruit and some lighter things. You know, I usually go to bed at like 10 or 11 at this phase in my life. So my last food's usually at like nine. Guess what, guys? Sometimes I, have, I grab a snack right before I go upstairs, a little one, cheese stick or something, and I'm fine, and I still look good, and I still make it fit into my macros, and so I'm not limited at all. That's key number two, is number one is I, I front load my protein, right? So I don't have to worry about eating like chicken breast at 9 p.m. because I don't want to. That just doesn't even sound appetizing. What sounds good at night? Snacky stuff. So I'm gonna, I, I'm not, I'm making my nutrition work for me. I'm not working against it. And a lot of you guys continue to work against it. You want a snack at night, right? You want the diet soda. You want whatever. And you tell yourself, no, 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 I can't do that. Off of what? It's called bro science. The things you've been listening to, there's no validity to it. Ah, uh, well, when I, and you might say, well, when I stopped snacking after 5 p.m., I lost 10 pounds. Yeah, because you ate less calories. Do you know that you could have ate those less calories earlier in the day and snacked at night and lost the same weight? right? Like there's correlation. There's not causation. Let me say that again. There's some correlation like, oh, but when I did this, this happened, but it's not because of that. It's because of something deeper. It's just like when people say, well, I cut out all bread and sugar and I lost 15 pounds. So that must work. What's bread and sugar? Carbs. Okay. So you reduce your carbs and you lost weight. Do you know what if you ate the same amount of carbs and it was all bread and soda? Literally, you would look the same. There's been scientific research of a guy that ate McDonald's like every day for 30 days and lost a ton of body fat. Why? Because he was still in his macros and his deficit. Do I recommend that? Hell no. But that's the point. Like you guys need to understand what actually makes the dif a difference. So front load your protein, back load your carbs, which means you're gonna get most of your protein early in the day. This is a general, by the way. And then at night, you're gonna save a lot of your carbs or later in the evening, especially if you like to eat a hearty dinner. It's fine. Then you're gonna eat a light breakfast, but high in protein. Um, and then the third thing is when I eat my meals, I want consistency because I don't want to think about it, right? My wife does a lot of the cooking, but every meal that I, you know, what meal I cooked for myself every day breakfast, that's the only one I have full control of. And if you have a family and kids and all that, and you're like, but my wife does all the cooking. Well, you better freaking take control or your husband or whatever. You better make sure there's one meal that can be like a really good, hearty, high protein meal that you have control of. So even if I like, shot this, like, sh 
even if shit hit the fan the rest of the day, I'm like, I got in 75 grams of protein. I got in, you know, egg yolks, like good quality egg yolks. I got in my protein powder. I got in some fiber. Like that's a solid meal. I got my vitamins. Sometimes I can do my green drink. Like I'm set man. that's my breakfast. So even if I like was eating kind of crappy food or whatever, like every day I did something really good. And you might say, Stefan, how do you eat the same food every day? I'm gonna change it. I mean, oat bran is plain, right? So it's like pasta. You could do marinara, you could do this sauce or this sauce or this meat. It's the same thing. Sometimes I put apples in them. Sometimes I put berries. Sometimes I do apple and cinnamon with vanilla protein powder. Sometimes I do chocolate and cinnamon like a Mexi mocha. Sometimes I do cookies and cream protein powder. Like whatever protein powder you put in and fruit, like it tastes like that. Number two, I don't get sick of eggs. I, you might not be an egg person. You can do whatever you want. Um, but like I sometimes have scrambled, sometimes I have scrambled with veggies, sometimes I do over easy, sometimes I do hard boiled eggs, and I just can have them in different variations. Sometimes I put salsa, sometimes I put ketchup, don't judge me. Uh, so I, you know, I, I do different things. Like, so I don't get sick of it. And just that alone, like those things, like front loading my protein, back loading my carbs, eating kind of the same breakfast every day, that contributes to probably 65 to 70% of me staying lean. Now, obviously I gotta train, I gotta work out, whatever, but it just allows me to do it. Prime example, yesterday my father-in-law came up to see our baby boy, my son we just had, and we went out to eat. And we went out to eat at this delicious place in Gilbert called Joe's Farm and Grill. Bomb, oh my God, so good. And I had a little bit of his chocolate malt milkshake, which was like a 12 out of 10, literally most delicious thing of my life. And I had this big burger and sweet potato fries and all this. But that was like generally my only meal. Like I, and, and I knew that he was coming up and I knew we were gonna go out to lunch. So you know what I did? I was smart. I actually said, I'm not gonna do the oatmeal today. Why did you do that, Stefan? <laughs> because I'm gonna have two big pretzel buns, sweet potato fries, a milkshake. I'm gonna have so many carbs. And I also timed it very well. Okay, this is, this is how you get your food to work for you. I also knew, like most of the time you guys go out to eat, you know prior. And if you don't, you're a bad planner. Like, oh, we have nothing in the house? All right, let's go out to eat. That's poor planning. That's on you. But most of the time, if you're like, oh, family's coming in, or we're going on a date night, or let's go eat here tomorrow, you know, right? So I always plan my workouts. So what I did is I woke up, I ate eggs. I, didn't, I don't think we ate there until like two or three. I worked out with like real low carbs, depleted myself all the way. I, I, I actually didn't shower, don't judge me. But I worked out, didn't get that sweaty. And I went to the, the place to, to meet them. And that was my post-workout. Yes, it had a bunch of carbs and fats and all that stuff, because you can't be perfect. But it was probably like a 1200 calorie meal, but I only had like a couple hundred calories. And I got to gorge, it was delicious. I was completely full, so satisfied. So let's say that was 1200 calories plus 200 in the morning. I was still only at uh, 1400 calories. And I still got to eat a pretty good dinner and snack at night. Oh my God, Stefan, how do you do that? How do you get to eat burgers, have a milkshake, snack at night, do all that? I was just smart. I was just, I just planned. That's how I stay lean all year. I mean, and, and it's crazy because you guys do the same thing. You just do it maybe with like money. Like, oh, well, we're going on this vacation and we're taking this this weekend. And then we got to, my parents are coming to town. We got to get this hotel. All right, so we got to move money around and we should do this and this and this. I don't know why I'm doing this voice, but like, that's how I imagine it. Um, and so it's like, you move, you maneuver and you make your money work for you, hopefully. Why don't you do it with your nutrition and your training? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, you know, and if it's okay, if this is a wake up call for you, you need to freaking do it. That's how I stay lean all year. Yes, 
It starts with my breakfast, but I also always contemplate, what am I gonna eat today, right? Just like a little kid, because my wife does a lot of the cooking because she's 10 times better. I'm like, hey, what are we eating tonight? When she says that, I usually ask her, or she goes, oh, we're just eating meal prep food. I know what I'm eating because we store a lot of meal prep food in our fridge. If she's like, oh, I'm cooking this. I don't want to be like, oh, I can't do that. I'm on this strict diet. No, 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 I have kids, I have a family, I'm gonna eat with them. But I ask in the, in the morning, so I can say, what should I eat today? Nutritional construct. How should I eat today to be able to have the spaghetti and pasta and garlic bread tonight? How, what, what, what should my day look like? If it means that I'm doing exactly what I said, front loading my protein, back loading my carbs, awesome, that's what you should be doing anyways. Right? If she goes, oh, well, we're having chicken and salad and that's it, we're having chicken Caesar salad. I'm like, all right, high protein, maybe some fats, relatively low carbs, I'm gonna have my oatmeal. I'm gonna have this for, for lunch because we're eating a, a lighter dinner, right? So it's just all about planning. So hopefully this made sense. Hopefully this gave you some insight into what you're doing nutritionally. Like I said, most of you guys should be following macros. With nutritional constructs, if you're just not a macro person, it's just an absolute no-go. You need to follow some rules. And then lastly, you need to think about what your next day is gonna look like. And if you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm gonna eat. Start knowing. <laughs> like, and what I mean by that is like, ask people. Like, when I just went home from, uh, to Oregon for my dad's 60th, I didn't always know, but the first thing I did is I went to the store and I got these little packets of tuna. I got some protein bars. I got some kombuchas. Like, I got like the snacks just in case. They didn't have like protein or things and I brought my vitamins with me and stuff. I was like, all right, I have like a base. And so I can still do things and I can still go eat here and go to this dinner or whatever, but I know I have my base and I still trained every day. So no, I don't let like certain things throw me off because I'm not at the whim of like uh, other people are saying like, well, I had no control. Well, if you have no control, air quotes, start getting more control. Like make it so you have more say in the things you do and the things you eat set yourself up. All of our coaches do the same thing. Coach Riley, our, our female coach, when she goes on trips, she always gets her things and her meats and whatever, because you shouldn't, I mean, like you're not always going to be able to do that, but you shouldn't be at the whim of like everybody else. Okay. So hopefully this was insightful. Hopefully it was very helpful. If it was, I ask you guys to leave us a review, hopefully five stars. Um, go and like this podcast and subscribe because it helps our views go up and share it, right? I'm sure this will be cut up on a bunch of clips and reels. So if you're listening to it, um, you know, definitely share those. And I, I do, I appreciate everybody's support. I really do. We've had an awesome year. We're kind of like wrapping up the year-ish. Um, we've had an awesome, awesome year. Uh, we've grown a lot <laughs> and I'm super excited for 2024. And I'm going to keep bumping out uh, pumping or bumping, whatever you want to use, uh, podcasts like this to inform you guys. And whether you're a client or not, um, I still appreciate your support. But really, if this stuff is like, wow, like I need to learn how to do that, get a coach. It's not, a, it's not forever. It's not a 30-year mortgage, okay? You get a coach. A lot of our clients work with us for 12 months around, give or take. Some people stay longer. Um, and the cool thing about what we do is we teach you things like this. We have a podcast. We have check-ins with our clients where we're doing this on a weekly basis, not this in depth, not this long, but like walking them through this process so they can learn because you guys have to eat every day, all day, every day till you die. Like think, just think about that. Why would you not learn how to do something well that you have to do every day, all day long, multiple times per day, like all the time until the day you die? <laughs> 
Why would you not want to do that? Why would you want to go through life like knowing just a teeny bit? It, it doesn't make any sense. You don't need to know every facet of deep, deep, deep nutrition and every vitamin and molecule. That's not what I'm saying. But you need to make your freaking food and nutrition work for you. And if you're struggling, if you are overweight, if you don't have the physique you want, you haven't learned well enough. Because if you did, you'd do it. And if you go, well, Stefan, I know all these things. I'm just not doing it. Well, then you need accountability so you can execute consistently and get results, which is also you getting a coach. Um, if you are interested, go to thepursuithp.com uh, or you check me out on social media. It's Stefan Coons underscore fit. Um, there's a link to our website there, but there's also a link to an application to work with our coaches one-on-one. -on -one. And basically you're assigned a one-on-one -on -one coach where they do custom training, nutrition, 24 seven access, weekly check-ins. It's very, very in-depth, which is part of the reason we've had really good reviews, really good transformations over the last uh, few years. And we're still crushing it and our clients are awesome. We really are, we're building a, a really good culture and community. We do work very heavily with first responders, uh, medical and, and, and military. So we have military cops, firefighters, nurses, doctors, PAs, uh, EMTs, like it's awesome. And that's kind of a, our motto is like, we serve those who serve others. And I love serving those who serve others. You guys are freaking awesome, you're badasses. Go crush the day. I appreciate it, I love you and we'll talk to you next time.